Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stone, as always, Believe podcast, the network for professionals. Uh, sorry for the delay. I know it's been uh, a couple weeks since the uh, the last episode, holidays and everything. Also, I unfortunately had a uh, positive COVID test. Uh, no no severe symptoms or anything like that, uh, thankfully, but obviously uh, made a little bit of a delay in terms of uh, coming out with the uh, with the newest episode. Uh, on today's episode, though, we'll recap uh, this week's Tobacco Road games uh, on the hardwood. Uh, also, we'll look ahead to, uh, to this weekend's matchups as well and of course talk about uh you know what's kind of going on with the uh, the four teams on the hardwood pluses minuses for these teams and uh and things like that so we'll go ahead and get uh get right into it uh going back to, uh, to tuesday night you had a couple teams uh, in action nc state on the road at clemson unc on the road at miami let's uh let's start with the tar heels who <laughs> it, it hadn't been pretty the last couple games but they keep finding ways to win and I think, you know, despite how horrible they've been shooting the ball, I think Roy Williams has to be impressed about this team's wherewithal to, to find ways to win games. I, you know, Leaky Black was kind of the hero. Andrew Playtech. I mean, guys that you wouldn't necessarily expect to uh, to step up and uh, and make big plays in these games. I mean, you know, De'Ron Sharp was the player of the week last week in the ACC, or, or the Rookie of the Week last week, and he didn't even have a great game against Miami. And it's just a good Miami team. I know they're 0-4 in the ACC, but they've, they've been banged up. I mean, they've been missing their, uh, their best player in, uh, in likes, and that, that's obviously been a, had a big impact on them. Uh, but, you know, UNC just keeps, like, as ugly as it's been, they keep finding ways to win. And if they keep doing that, eventually this team, you feel like, with the talent that they've got, they're going to figure it out. Uh, you know, they've, they've just got too much talent on this team to not be better than the product they're putting on the floor so far. And, and Roy said it, you know, after the game against Miami that, you know, this isn't grade school, uh, talking about the way that, uh, the way that Love and Davis have, have been shooting the ball. And those two, you don't want to put but so much pressure on freshmen, but those are the guards that UNC has. Like, those are the, those are the two best guards. And if UNC is going to be any kind of threat come March, those two guys have got to demonstrate a consistent ability to at least be a threat to knock down shots. Because what teams are doing is they know UNC is an interior team. They are absolutely loaded inside. So these teams are just loading up on the interior, uh, clogging the paint, and making life difficult for the bigs. So those wings at least have to have to show the ability to knock down shots. Uh, and that, that's something that, that you know, it, it takes time. That, that's not something that's going to you know, develop overnight. I think both those guys have, have decent form. I don't think it's a form problem. It, it might just be a confidence problem for, uh, for both those guys. And, you know, they're young. That's understandable. They've gotten off to rough starts. Probably the roughest starts these two guys have ever had in their careers. And, and honestly, that's, you know, because anywhere else they were, they could just in that they were having a bad game. They were the best player on the team, more than likely, and they could just shoot their way out of funks. But that's not the case when you're playing with as many talented guys as these two guys are. I mean, you know, Davis was, he was one of five shooting the other night. You know, Love coming off the bench was one of nine. I mean, that they've, they've just got to be better taking care of the ball and shooting the ball. Otherwise, they're going to be sitting on the bench. I mean, that's why Walton 
has been getting more minutes. Walton is not more talented than Davis or Love, but he's hitting shots. He was three of seven from uh, from three point range. Leaky Black was was four of four, which was definitely a welcome sight. And you know UNC was actually nine of twenty in that game. But the problem is like Walton and Black should not. And Black is is a kind of a do it all guy. So he, he's got a place on the floor because of his defensive ability. But Walton should not be on the floor over Love or Davis when it comes to the talent ability. I mean, you can, you know, you can make the case that, you know, because Walton's shooting the ball better that he deserves to be on the floor, and that's fully agree with that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying from a talent perspective and in terms of what you were expecting from these two guys, these two guys, it, it's not okay for him to be on the floor over over those two guys. And that's something that just, you know, it has to it has to improve if uh, if UNC is going to find a way uh, to be a threat come come March Madness, and, and you can look at the way the three bigs struggled um, for UNC against Miami, just to see you know, how much the paint's getting clogged. Daron Sharp was four of twelve from the field. Baycott was one of three. Garrison Brooks was one of seven. Those three guys should never be shooting the ball that bad, but it's because they have multiple people, you know, bothering their shots and bothering them in the uh, in the paint, and that that's the big reason why they have struggled. Uh, to uh, to shoot the ball here as teams have gotten into ACC play and gotten more tape and realized uh, what UNC is. So that that's what has to again. It, it's we're, like where are we talking about this all season? Can UNC shoot the ball? That's the big thing, and will be what determines how good they are uh, come come March. So that's you know nothing's really changed there. Uh, NC State went on the road to Clemson, suffered a tough loss in overtime, blew a. Big lead in this one. Uh, they were they were without, um, you know they they were without uh, Braxton Beverly, who is the best shooter on this team. But still, you know, just no excuse for blowing that type of lead. Uh, they just couldn't find a way when it came time to to put this game away. I don't think it's all bad for NC State. You never want to lose a game like that. But Clemson's good. Like Clemson is another team that has a legit argument as to maybe they're the best team in the ACC. And by the way, I think that's a conversation we're going to be having until the end of the season as to who the best team in the ACC is. Right now, the top three, I would say, are Clemson, Virginia, and NC State. That could be completely different next week. Uh, But but those would be the three best teams in the ACC if you ask me right now. I think that's a conversation we're going to continue to have uh, throughout the year. But I don't think it's all bad for NC State. Uh, You never want to lose a game like that. That goes without saying. But... You know, the, over the last you know couple of weeks, Cam Hayes and Shaq Moore, the two freshmen, have really uh, started to emerge. They have really started to to step up their play and really started to contribute for this team. And when you get Braxton Beverly back, I mean, this is a team that has a legit nine man rotation. Uh, you know, Sebron isn't great, but he can give you okay minutes. He's not going to go out there and kill you and lose the game. Uh, but they have a legit eight to nine man rotation. And not a lot of teams in the ACC can say that. Um, you know, I think you know, this is. I think it's a it's a learning experience for this NC State team that they're still as, as experienced as this NC State team is. They still don't have a lot of experience winning and, and winning big games. So I, I do think this was a learning experience for them. I think they'll uh, they'll they'll learn from this and be better. Also, I mean, they they lost to a good team. Like let's let's not kid ourselves. Like Clemson is. 
right now is one of the best teams in the uh, in the ACC. I mean, they they're nine and one, and seven of their wins uh, have been against you know quality opponents. So uh, they have absolutely earned that uh, that nine and one mark so far this uh, this season. So no need to uh, to panic for uh, for NC State coming off that uh, that loss to uh, to Clemson. Uh, also, you had on Wednesday night uh, Duke. At home against Boston College without Coach K. The best thing for this is that Wendell Moore got going. Uh, he had been absolutely atrocious so far this season. And that was one of the guys that Duke was you know, really expecting to step up and, and be a leader for this team this season. So to see him score 25 points, you know, it was a one-point win. But to see him score 25 points, that, that's big, I think, for his confidence and big for, for Duke in general, and not just 25 points, but 25 points off the bench. Um, and I, I think that's big for, for Duke in general. You know, Matthew Hurt continued to play well. DJ Stewart, he didn't shoot it great, but he had an okay game. Roach and Goldwire were both uh, both solid as well. And, and for Duke to play their first game in three weeks, not have Coach K, and you know, find a way to win, I think you'll take that. Even though it's Boston College and Boston College isn't good, Boston College is at least competitive. Um, they're not good, but they're at least competitive. Uh, but for Duke to find a way to win without Coach K um, and you know their first game in three weeks, I think you'll take that every day of the week, especially you get Wendell, Wendell Moore uh, playing like this. I don't think that's something you can depend on, but if Wendell Moore can give you 10 to 15 a night going forward, uh, this Duke team will be a lot better, especially if you get uh, Jalen Johnson back healthy sometime in the next uh, the next month or so. I think you know Duke could be a team that come March uh, could be a much better team. That that's the team that's had a lot kind of go against them with COVID, um, you know, and, and just the, the stoppage in plays. They didn't get a ton of games in the uh, in the non conference, which I mean, I guess you could blame Coach K for that if you, if you want to, um, but. Uh, they, they didn't get a ton of games in, in the nine conference. So I think Duke is still very much on the learning curve. Uh, but it's good for them, I think, to, to get the win, uh, get to 2-0 in conference play, obviously, and to uh, to get Wendell Moore going again. But it, it's hard to evaluate them, but so much because, like I said, it was their first game in uh, in three weeks. So you can't draw but uh, but so much uh, from that uh, from that game against Boston College. Uh, and then Wake Forest against UVA. I mean, look, you, you expected UVA to win this game uh, comfortably. But it, but Wake, I mean, they, they started the game well. I, <laughs> you got to give them that. I mean, they, they, you know, they led by as much as, I think, nine at one point, maybe even 11 at, uh, at one point. Only ended up losing the game by, by nine points. They, they scored 61 points against a Virginia team that's you know, really good defensively. Um, I, this was not a bad performance by, by Wake Forest, honestly. Uh, I mean, on the road, too, I, you know, Coach, I, that's what I said. This, the, the big thing is Wake, Wake's not going to have a great record at the end of the season. That They're not. They will be lucky to be a 500 team. But are they playing hard? Are they competitive? Those are the, and are they buying into what Coach Forbes is, pre, is teaching and wanting them to do? If they're doing this th- those things, this is a successful season for Wake Forest. And, and so far... So good to to this point in the uh, in the year. I mean, Antonio and um, Musas had good games, fourteen points apiece. Um, Masood had had thirteen for uh, for Wake Forest. So, uh, you know, I, I think you know that it, it wasn't. You know, it's not the 
obviously, you know, and Coach Ford said after the game he didn't believe in moral victories. And I understand that. And most coaches are going to say the same thing. And that's completely understandable. But this wasn't a bad performance by Wake Forest, if we're, if we're being completely honest. I mean, they were a 14.5-point underdog. And they found a way to, uh, to be competitive in this, uh, in this game. So I think you've got to give the, uh, the Demon Deacons some credit for, uh, for being competitive against what might be the best team in the ACC at this point. But like I said, that's a conversation that we were going to, uh, going to continue to have uh, throughout, the, uh, throughout the season. Uh, but time to get into uh, the matchups coming up on uh, this weekend for the, uh, for the Tobacco Road teams. And I'll give you the uh, well, kind of the best bets. We don't know the spreads yet, so it's tough to, tough to do. I will take a guess at what I think the spread will be. For each game and tell you how I would bet it, which, by the way, 4-0 this week on those four games that, uh, that we just talked about. I tweeted those out, tagged, uh, tagged Believe in them, and uh, tweeted those out during the week. So follow me at Ryan Stone Sports. I'll, uh, I'll tweet out the, the official bets, by the way, when those lines uh, come out, uh, when I get them to, uh, to give you what I think the best bets are for these, uh, these matchups for the Tobacco Road teams on Saturday. But uh, two of these teams in action, or three of these teams actually, uh, in action at noon on Saturday. Wake Forest on the road at Duke. Uh, you know, Wake was a 14 and a half point dog on the road at Virginia uh, on last on Wednesday night. So I would guess they're going to be a double digit dog here. Um, my gut would tell me something like around 10, 11 maybe, maybe more than that. It just depends. This is one of those. It kind of depends on the line. I, if it's if it's under ten, I would probably take Duke to cover, um, and I'd probably take the. I don't know what the the over under is going to be. I, my guess, both these teams score it pretty well, so my guess is it's going to be something high one forties, low one fifties. Um, my my guess would be if this spread is un, is ten or under, I'd probably take Duke. If it's more than that, I'd probably take Wake Forest because I do expect Wake to to be competitive because this this isn't. You know, there's no fans, so this isn't going to be your typical Cameron Indoor experience this season, as we've talked about. I do think Duke wins the game. Also, you have to take into you know consideration we still don't know if Coach K is going to be able to coach this game on uh, on Saturday as we record this on uh, on Thursday. So that's something you have to take into uh, consideration as well. I do think Wake will be uh, somewhat competitive. They've demonstrated an ability to uh, to score the ball. So far this uh, this season, so I, I do think Wake will be competitive. It's one of those you just kind of kind of got to kind of wait and see on what the uh, what the line is uh, for this one because I kind of expect it to be uh, a bigger spread. Then you've got uh, Miami on the road at NC State. Like we said, look, Miami's not a bad team. They're zero four in ACC play, but it's not like they're getting killed. Uh, they've been injured. We don't really know what likes status will be for this game against NC State. I, I would expect the Wolfpack to be a three or four point favorite and, and coming off that, you know, that tough loss to, to Clemson, I would expect NC state to come out and play angry. Uh, I, I, it, I would think Braxton Beverly would probably be back cause he kind of got, he got, he tweaked that ankle in warmups, uh, on Tuesday night. So I think he, he might be back for this one. So I think, uh, I, I would take NC state, uh, minus the three or four points in this spot. I, I just think NC state, uh, will bounce back. Uh, I think they'll play inspired and, and kind of angry, coming off a very, uh, you know, very upsetting loss. Obviously, on uh, on uh, on Tuesday night. 
Uh, and then UNC and Clemson is the primetime game on ESPN Saturday night. That's a seven o'clock tip. Uh, Clemson nine and one, three and one in ACC play in Chapel Hill. UNC seven and four, two and two in ACC play. Everybody knows the, the history of Clemson playing in UNC. They finally got a win there last season. Can they start a winning streak in Chapel Hill? That remains to be seen. This one I expect to be about a pick'em, like a, a close a one two point spread at the most. Um, I think you know Clemson's the more experienced squad. Obviously, I, it, it's tough for me to say I, I like UNC to win this game just because of the struggles shooting the ball. I, I will say this: if either team ends up being you know, more than a, th- a three-point dog or more, I would take that because I expect this to be a very close, very competitive game. Uh, but I, I, I think Clemson, I, I have to lean Clemson to win the game. So if it's anything under the three, I'd probably take Clemson in this spot. Um, I think, you know, I, I just think Clemson at this point in the season, the more experienced team coming off a big win over NC State, uh, until I see UNC actually shoot the ball better and see R.J. Davis and Caleb Love shoot the ball better, take better care of the ball. You know, this is an experienced Clemson team. I think that uh, that's something that could uh, could really cause some problems for this uh, for this UNC team, even though they are at home. Uh, it's not your typical home environment. Uh, Clemson, this Clemson team, a lot of these guys on that team last year that went on the road and got that win. So this is a Clemson team that, unlike a lot of teams that have gone in there in the past, this team actually knows uh, they can win on the road at UNC. So uh, I like Clemson in this uh, this spot. Like I said, as long as that spreads under three points, uh, I like the Tigers here. Uh, we'll take a quick look at the rest of the ACC slate for uh, for for the weekend. Uh, on Saturday at 2, number 22, Virginia on the road at Boston College. Uh, Virginia probably, I would guess, 8 to 9 point favorite, maybe 10 uh, that's a look. Virginia style of play until they, you know, really show offensively that they're in sync. Anytime that they're a big favorite, I'm going to be hesitant to uh, to bet to bet them in that spot. I'd probably continue to play them the way I played them uh, on Wednesday night, which would be in a money line parlay with uh, with something else. Uh, Florida State on the road at Pitt. Pitt's banged up, really struggling. Florida State's probably going to be a seven to eight point favorite, if not more, and probably like the Seminoles to uh, to cover in that uh, in that spot. And then also on Saturday night, you've got uh, you know going back to the old rivalry game. Syracuse actually taking a uh, a non conference game, taking on Georgetown. Georgetown's been really bad. Uh, Syracuse probably going to end up being something like a 10, 11 point favorite. They were an eleven and a half point favorite against Pitt the other night. Um, I think Syracuse wins. Not sure I would bet the line, uh, depending on you know how much that line uh, obviously ends up being. And then on Sunday night on ACC Network, you've got Notre Dame on the road at Virginia Tech. Notre Dame's 0-3 in conference play. Virginia Tech uh, 2-1 coming off the loss, a close loss to Louisville. So yeah, I wouldn't expect this to be a huge spread either, maybe five or six points. Uh, and if that's the case, I would take the uh, the Hokies in this spot because they've uh, under Coach Young. The, the Hokies, they're a team I forgot to mention. By the way, they should they deserve to be in the conversation for uh, for one of the best teams uh, in the ACC. 
as well. So those are the best bets for the uh, for the weekend. Uh, basically, you know, based off what I think the spreads are going to be. Again, follow me on on Twitter at Ryan Stone Sports. I'll tweet out uh, what my best bets are for the Tobacco Road teams this weekend. Maybe some additional ACC ones if I uh, if I like some of those as well. As always, appreciate you listening uh, to Believe in Tobacco Road. You can get it anywhere you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, anywhere else that uh, that podcasts are available. Also, visit, visit Believe.com as well. Believe Podcast, the network for professionals. We'll be back with you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.